this morning. I speak to the mountain this morning. Enough of the nonsense. Every mountain be removed and be cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. you're used to seeing has received a quick message from the Lord today. I'm not, I'm not prophesying to everybody. Maybe you don't have a mountain. The mountain you're used to seeing by this worship that has brought us into the best of God, that mountain has received a quick notice from Jehovah today. before Zerubbabel, you shall become as a plain. Because there is no mountain he cannot move. As the Lord lives before whom I stand. As we have provoked God to give you worship that is so special this morning. Every mountain you have served a notice on today, I command be removed and never to be seen again. Mountain of illnesses, mountain of being broke, mountain upon mountains be removed and never to be seen again in that family, in that person's life, in the name of Jesus. Your greatness is all I see. We'll your greatness is all I see. There is nothing that you cannot do. And there's no mountain that you cannot move. If you have said it, then you will do it. 
talking about mountains at the summer at the end of summer last year I went to United States and I was invited from Houston to go to Baltimore and one of my sons and his daughters that hosted me said we have a friend he's an elderly pastor he loves us so much the more I heard about this man the more I was provoked I said but there's a problem they don't have a child He's close to my age, and his wife is at least 50 as well. And this man released his brand new long wheelbase S-Class. It could not be more than two months old. For the time I was there, that car was carrying me all over the place. And I said, call that man. I said, your goodness has provoked me. I said, come. He knelt down. I said, don't kneel down. You're a pastor like me. Sit down. I said, I've seen God move mountains. I have one in my house. He's almost 14 years old now. No possibility for that boy to be born. I said, your goodness provokes me. I pray for you. In a very short time, you will invite me back to come and rejoice with you. I got a call. I said, stop there, my son. When was the child born? He said, by the way, it's nine months after you left. And they can't wait for me to come and bless that child. I prayed, I left. God used me to serve a notice. You know, when you have everything, ministry, money, love, and the, the enemy puts a mountain in your house, there's an embarrassment. And that's why the Bible says, be good, be kind. Don't be mean just because other people have what don't have. This my son and daughter, they have children. This man didn't say, ah, me that I'm older than you, I don't have. He was blessing them. Before I arrived, the S-class was there. Until I left, he said, no, 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 no. I said, count. He said, come to think of it, it's nine months after you left. I stayed in Baltimore for three nights. I'm going back there on invitation. And why won't he Jesus share? Why won't he Jesus share? Alesh le le share, alesh le we.
Now, this morning, I feel the same anointing. And that's why I serve the notice on the mountain you have been dealing with. You will call me too. You will come and see me too. I don't want the best of my gift to be operating in foreign countries. This man is a pastor in one of the bigger denominations. And this man came to town. And nine months later, it's history. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, O oh God. As we count our blessings and we name them one by one, in the midst of all that doesn't seem to go where we're raising worship to you, we tap into the best of God, all the doors to God's goodness opened unto us. That it will be testimony upon testimony upon testimony upon testimony to the glory of God in Jesus' name. Help me give a sweet hand clap to our King. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank, thank you, Glacier. You may, you may, you may be seated. You know, I warned you last Sunday. I said some people were tempting me to stay back in America. I wonder what they would do this time. <laughs> Glory to God. Tomorrow morning at 6.30, I'm going to be online. And I'm going to lead inspired prayers that we need so much more these days, true or false. We need inspired prayers for success so much more now than before. Genesis 41 verse 49 the New King James Version says, Joseph gathered very much grain. Until you can gather, you will remain small. You may have, but if you don't gather, which means on top of one another, you will never be big in life. The reason why Joseph was a success was he was able to gather. And it was what he gathered he used to build a name. He gathered much grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting. There's a place you're so blessed you can't count anymore. For it was immeasurable. The common English version says Joseph amassed grain like the sand of the sea. There was so much that he stopped trying to measure it because it was beyond measuring. And God told me, it is not that you have not had, but you did not take care of the scatterer. Whatever you have, once it is scattered, you cannot gather. And until you gather, you cannot become rich, wealthy, and great. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be leading prayer against the wicked scatterer. If God did not help us with Isaac, I remember he even had some issues before he went. Nothing will have come out of this boy's life. 
But God arrested the scatterer and this fellow, he started gathering medals, gathering honor, respect, fame, and money. I want to invite you to join me. Do you know there's scatterers of business contacts? You have fought with some people that will have, God will have used to make you. Scatterers of relationship. Scatterers of opportunities. And so when the people look at you, they will not know how much has passed through you because you have little to show for it. At the Breakthrough Prayers for Success in Life and in Business tomorrow morning, we're going to counter-attack. We're going to scatter the scatterers so that we can start gathering and amassing until we become great. The Bible says Isaac prospered and continued to prosper until he became very prospered. When your prosperity at the small level is scattered, you'll never become very prosperous. Look forward to you join me tomorrow morning in Jesus' name. Now for the word this morning. I have to be quick because time is gone, but time was not wasted. It was well used. Last Sunday, I brought you the word, which will be a series, Keys to Triumphant Christian Living. The first key is to count your blessings and not your troubles. How many of you were in church? And it brought in a level of recognition and gratitude that is provoking angels to attend to your needs and your desires. I bring you another key to triumphant Christian living this morning. And I'm going to take my text, if you rise for the reading of the word, from 1 Kings 18. I'm going to read verses 41 to 45 from the New King James Version of the Bible. 1 Kings 18, 41 to 45, there is a subheading there. It says, the drought ends. May the drought end for us in Jesus' name. Then Elijah said to Ahab, get up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab, unlike a lot of us, responded and went up to eat and drink, not seeing any rain yet. And Elijah did not eat and drink, but went up to the mount, top of Mount top of Carmel, Mount Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, go up now and look towards the sea. You must know where to look when you are looking for results. Go up now, look towards the sea. And so he went and looked and said, there is nothing, which is what some people are saying today. There is nothing, full stop. Three words, there is nothing. And seven times this fellow came back and Elijah said, go again. Then it came to pass a seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. Hmm. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened and it's going to happen so. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was what? 
a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. And so my point is the three and a half years of drought ended. What a happy ending. And all because Elijah insisted on good news and no less. The second key to triumphant Christian living is to insist on good news and no less. To insist that your portion is good news and no less. And so the three years of drought ended with a happy ending, a providential happy outcome, all because Elijah insisted. He was resolute on good news and no less. Grace Assembly, as you insist on good news and no less, it shall be happy outcomes and no less for you this second half of the year in Jesus' mighty name. I don't think you heard me. I said it shall be happy outcomes for you and no less than that in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the keys to triumphant Christian living. Having been saved, may we not be under. The Bible says you will not be under, you'll be on top. You will not be the tail that is being wagged. You should be the head that is in charge. Help us, O God. Having a heart to hear and to understand and to insist on what God has said so that the mountains that we used to see, we shall see them no more. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm just going to be straight to the point. What happened was the farming of three years that didn't seem to beckon or show any inkling of an end coming ended abruptly. And it was a happy ending for Ahab, his people, and Elijah. And this happened, this providential happy outcomes. Generally, a famine will decimate a people. It was a famine that sent the whole of Israel to go and live in Egypt. But this one didn't end like that. Whatever you're afraid of will not end the way the devil is, is threatening you in Jesus' name. And this happened all because Elijah insisted on good news and no less. He didn't just say it. He didn't just believe it. He what? Insisted. Every time his servant came with a nonsense news, he said, no, that's not my portion. Go again. Some of you have stopped checking and you have settled and you have negotiated. And so you miss out on the best that God gives. When you worship God, you're entitled to the best. You need to insist on the best and no less. Because God, what he said, he will do it. He has a reputation of what? Of keeping his word. And I pray the prayer that as you insist on good news and no less, some say no less, no less, it shall be happy outcomes and no less for you and your loved ones and all of us in this year in Jesus' mighty name. Now, let me read to you from the Message Bible to 
insist on good news and no less is what we need to do at a time like this. At a time like this is not the time to allow the situation to break you. Because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And if you don't count your blessing, you're going to be counting your trouble. And when you count your trouble, your strength is gone with the wind. And when you have no strength, the enemy is going to bulldoze over you and your loved ones. And so this time, I am saying that at times like this, we need to remember the promise of God and insist on good news and happy outcomes and no less. I read from the Message Bible. Elijah said to Ahab, Up on your feet, eat and drink, celebrate. What? Celebrate in the midst of famine? Three years has gone, it has not abated. That means the instruction of the Lord may not make sense in the sequence of your thinking or your logic. The man of God came and said, eat, drink, celebrate. Some people couldn't come to church today. Maybe their house is flooded. And I'm singing in church, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And they said, what are you talking about? When a man of God speaks only logic, he's not a man of God. Don't bring your man of God to the level of your thinking. That's why we're made to stand a little higher so that we're a little far away, closer to God and not so much the people. A man of God is supposed to spend more time with God than with men so that when he speaks, he speaks only as a mouthpiece of God. And I don't have to say something you like. I don't have to say something you think, but what I say, God will back it up. He said to the king, he didn't even call him king, Ahab, Eat, drink, celebrate. The man must have been confused. Why? He said, rain is on the way. I hear it coming. Can I tell you something? When I say something and you don't understand it, you know the reason? You don't know what I heard. He didn't say we heard it coming. I hear it coming. When I said, count your blessings, you didn't come to church expecting that message because I'm hearing something. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. When I went to United States, they were talking about the problem. I said, no, I hear differently. Call the man. If I wanted to respect the medical report and the age and all that, I would not be able to speak. Sometimes allow me to distance myself so that I can speak what God is speaking. I am not the author of the words. I'm only the mouthpiece. And he that gave the word will bring a performance. What he said, he will do it. It says, celebrate rain is on the way. I hear it coming. Verse 42, Ahab did it. Ahab proved to be more a Christian than those who say they're Christians. Ahab did it. He got up and ate and drank. Meanwhile, Elijah huh, did not eat and drink. Some of you don't know that when you leave church, 
the man of God is still in the office listening to all kind of problems and thinking of how to solve all of them. And when he goes home, he's alone juggling a lot of things. You have gone for lunch, you're playing all over the place. The man of God is not playing. And meanwhile, Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bowed deeply in prayer, his face between his knees. He knows that when God says something, there are scatterers that may want to scatter the clouds that will bring the rain. Mm, he had to address them. He knew the sequence of the battle that the enemy may bring. He had to pray about it. Bible says he put his face between his knees. He didn't want to hear any contrary opinions. He, he didn't want to discuss with anybody. Verse 43, then he said to his young servant, at a point in time, and that time is determined by the Holy Spirit, spoke to the young man and said, on your feet now. There's a time and a season for every purpose under the sun. Now, look toward the sea. The reason why a lot of us have lost faith in God is we're looking in the wrong direction. Sometimes you're looking to your doctor. No, it's a pastor. Doctor ain't going to help you, can't help you. Look toward the sea. The young man went, looked, and reported back. Ah, Elijah Pele, I don't see a thing. Please help me and conjure up the image of the attitude of the servant of God. He heard his God tell the king, go and eat and celebrate. He heard him say, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He saw him put his head between his knees. Drama. And that's what some people think. Drama. And then he went and he came back. I saw nothing. I want to ask you, can you do that kind of job? How long will you last if God gave you that assignment? So let everybody cool down. Let's rearrange ourselves. This job is not for people that are not strong. This job is not for people that take the exit a first option, when things are tough, they go. No, this job is for people that stay the whole nine yards. They will go all the way. And Elijah must have seen the attitude of the young man and ignored it and gave an instruction in two words, keep looking. Seven times if necessary, meaning don't come back to me with that attitude. I'm still your boss. Go back and check. Elijah was insisting on good news and no less. When things are tough, you've got to insist. It may not come the first time. It may not come the second time. It may not come the third year. It may not come the sixth year. You've got to have the oomph when you want to work with God. Elijah didn't start crying. Elijah didn't feel victimized. Elijah stayed in prayer. Seven times, if necessary. 
I'm speaking volumes to somebody. When you take the side road and exit, you may not be able to see the happy outcome that God promised at the beginning of the year. Verse 44. I like those three words again. And sure enough, the seventh time, the servant said, oh yes, a cloud. But very small. No bigger than a man's hand rising out of the sea. He said the good news and he knocked out the good news and said, it's too small to solve the problem of the whole of Israel that not had rain for three and a half years. One small cloud, the size of a feast of a man. Elijah, how are you going to deal with this? If you want the ministry of Elijah, I'm happy to give it to you. How do you deal with that? You know how Elijah dealt with it? He said, quickly then, on your way, tell Ahab, saddle up and get down from the mountain before the rain stops you. Small cloud or no small cloud. I know that is the alewileshe alishelewe. Verse 45, things happened fast. Let me release the anointing. Against your expectation, the way you have worshipped this morning has provoked Jehovah. What they said cannot happen, you will see things happen very fast in your favor. It didn't say things happen, it said things happen fast. Faster than your enemy, faster than your bills, faster than your emotion. Things happen fast. I decree and I declare over the members and family of Grace Assembly, good things will happen fast in Grace Assembly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Things happen fast. Be seated. You know, somebody told you, ah, if you do it like this, it will take 10 years. Mm-mm. Things happened fast. The sky that was blue grew dark with wind-driven clouds. And then a huge cloudburst of rain. With Ahab hightailing it in his chariot for Israel. This story speaks for itself. Insist on good news and no less. Even when all you see is a tiny cloud. How much water can be in a tiny cloud? And it was a solitary cloud. Ask somebody here. Your testimony is loading. Hey. Elijah counted the small fish-sized cloud a blessing. He counted it a blessing. On Sunday, I came, I said, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Don't say it is a small blessing. Count your many blessings. It is atrocious when God is moving and you say it is small. 
When you do that, you disqualify yourself from the manifestation or the metamorphosis or the transmutation or the transformation of what was small into what is bigger than what you can expect. And when the transmutation is going to happen, it's going to happen fast. But all the time, God was testing Elijah, small crowd. If you saw small money, will you say, is this money? I beg. If you got a phone call that they want to see in HR, you say, no, no, it's not HR. I want to see is is the president of the company. I want to say, I beg, I'm not going. Can I tell you something? If Elijah failed that test, it didn't count the blessing, there'll be no rain. Madam, I'm telling you, when you see the first sign, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord what he has done that is about to manifest, not what he has done that you know. <laughs> Isaac, you came home. I invited you here. You gave glory to God. What you came for is done. It's done. It's done. Elijah counted the small fish sized cloud a blessing. <laughs> Hey, what he wanted was rain, a lot of rain. Everything had dried up for three and a half years of no rain. Every, the streams, the, the brooks had dried up. And what he wanted was a lot of rain, but all he saw was a small cloud. Yet Elijah counted it a blessing. What a man of God that is. Yet Elijah counted a small cloud a blessing. And guess what? Like the hymn says, and angels will attend. The last time that says where you count your blessings and angels will attend. And this is what happened. Angels attended to Elijah's prayer for rain and gave him what? Heavy rain. You're looking for a blessing. May God give you mega blessing. Your amen doesn't sound like a mega amen. (laughs) Ah. He wanted rain. Which one is small cloud? That instruction counts your blessing every small thing. In fact, don't use small anymore. Everything that God does, just lift up your hand and say, Father, thank you. The servant didn't believe. The servant had an attitude. And this is why this year you must have a happy outcome. A lot of people around you don't believe. Oh, They don't think you're going to get out of the trouble. They don't think you're going to make it. Oh, The boy was just looking. Elijah left him, be looking, counted his blessings. It Bible says things happened fast and gave him heavy rain. Let me interest you the contemporary English version in, in verse 44a says, After the seventh time, the servant replied, I see a small cloud coming this way, but 
it's no bigger than a fist. You have a bill of six million, and you got an alert of sixty thousand, and you almost insult the person. Say, "I said I'm looking for six million. What's this sixty thousand? You're not giving the glory to God. You will have made that mistake if you didn't come to church. God will test you. May we not fail the test of God." Somebody or another, my son, however, you have already failed. May God have mercy on you. There's the accuser of the brethren. Once you belittle God's blessing, he will accuse you before God that this person is an ingrate, should not deserve anything. Look at what you have done for him in the past. The moment you give him something small, look at his attitude. Block this guy. It's called the accuser of the brethren. I ask for mercy, O God. For my brethren, anybody that has run foul, has acted the script of the enemy of his salvation, that the Lord, let your mercy prevail over judgment. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The boy said, I see a small cloud coming this way. Hey, good things are coming our way. And he says, but it's no bigger than a feast. Why must you tell me something that will exacerbate the problem I have. Last week I was saying to that, I said some people, your ministry, listen, it says, um, a strong spirit can make it through adversity, but a cross spirit, who can bear? You say your cloud is coming and you have to spoil it by saying it's a very small cloud. Now me get problem. Now me know what I did do it. Why must you say things that will not enhance my faith? It's almost like you see they there. You see they wait. Now small cloud or more waiting go happen. I bind every such talk. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. Cloud or no cloud, size or no cloud, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. You have a reputation of keeping your word. There is no mountain you cannot move. There is no mountain you cannot deal with. That's what you should be telling me, Pastor. We're going to build our own cathedral. This one is a small cloud, but wait for it. It's going to happen fast in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it is no bigger than a feast. Why must you add that? At least I have a cloud. No, think about it. Why do people say that? There is a small cloud, but it's no bigger. How does that help me? Help me look at your neighbor. Say, please help me. Speak life to me. But Elijah knew. Even though it's small, Elijah knew that God uses little things to do great things. So will somebody give the Lord a shout of hallelujah? He doesn't need to do a big thing with a big thing. He's so big. He can just speak a word and my world changes. Elijah knew God. Ah, Choir, God bless you today. The way you sang that song, you released the power of the heavens. 
There is no mountain you cannot move. What about you? Elijah knew that God uses small things to do great things. Bible said, what, what, what big thing, which big person has he used? He uses unknown people to declare his greatness. But what about you? Do you know this? Or will you despise the days of small beginnings? The Bible says, let nobody despise the days of small beginnings. Do you know this? Can you remember this attribute of God? If you can't, I'm reminding you. The God who does not move on his throne, he just speaks a word and everything aligns. Ah. The Amplified Classic, verse 45 says, In a little while, the heaven were was black, were black, and the wind swept clouds, with wind swept clouds, and there was a great rain in a little while. If I could lay my hands on everybody, I'll lay my hands, but lay your own hands on your own head in a little while. The word of the Lord will come to pass in my life. The victory of the Lord will resonate in this battle that I'm facing. In a little while, I will be a lender. I will no longer be a borrower. In a little while, things will happen fast. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In, a, in just a little while, I'm praying for you now, you will experience your own rain. It will not just be a drizzle. It will be more than a shower of blessing. It will be great rain of blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you believe the shout hallelujah. In just a little while, you will experience your own rain. We will have our own rain. It will not just be a drizzle of a rain. It will be more than a shower of blessing. It will be a great rain of God's blessing about time it should be so in Jesus name grace assembly I say to you insist on good news and no less I remember after I prayed for this man I didn't call to say is there anything happened no I settled in my heart I didn't call once if I called I just spoke they called me in my heart, I was insisting that by my coming, you will know that a man came from Nigeria sent to you. Sometimes, don't talk. Settle it in your heart. Insistence does not mean you're frowning. Insistence is in my heart. I'm not insisting on the goodness of man. I'm insisting on the goodness of God. God that owes nobody, if I serve him, He's a rewarder of them that diligently. Bible says, I have not called the sons of Jacob to serve me in vain. In the day of reward, God does not hide. In the day of reward, God does not scratch his head. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together and running over. Insist on good news and no less. And when you do that, you will have a great and happy outcome. In fact, you have great and happy outcomes. So shall it be in Jesus' name. If you have been blessed this morning, celebrate the Lord. This is the second key to triumphant Christian living.
I trust that we're going to put it in overdrive on Wednesday. 